Austin Lee Edwards has been accused of catfishing a young girl, killing her mother and grandparents, and then kidnapping her. Edwards died in a shootout with the police. Hey, everybody, welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's going good. It's a it's a Monday morning. It is. It's a snowy Monday sure. morning. Oh man, isn't it though? Mm-hmm. Wow. We're getting like Christmas snow, the big awesome flakes. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Sorry. I'm <laughs> happy with my camera angle. There we go. Oh, I see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we are. In fact, uh, our daughter that goes to school in Montana, she and some of her teammates left yesterday morning. Uh, but uh, some of the teammates didn't leave until later yesterday afternoon, and the roads were closed. They can't even go back to school for a few days now. Yeah, I saw that some it's of those were closed. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Really bad up in there. Yeah, so up near Yellowstone. It's really mm-hmm. bad. So, yeah, it's something. It definitely is, but it's beautiful. My backyard mm-hmm. is absolutely gorgeous, so I can't eat that. We Mine had a nice too. holiday last week. We missed we you all. Did. Not here as much, but uh, we did have a good time. Yes, we did. We did. Mm-hmm. We're obsessed with this game now. Tell me what it's called. Ransom Notes. Ransom Notes. And it's kind of like uh, Apples to Apples or uh, Cards Against Humanity, but you have these little metal cards, and then you take a pinch of all of these little magnetic words. And then there's a prompt and then you have to put the words together into, you know, something that makes sense. And then whoever Mm -hmm. draws the card then looks at the, you know, all of the different uh, cues that people are, you know, stuff that people came up with and they, uh, you know, pick their favorite. And, oh my gosh, that's fun. It is hilarious. so fun. And I love it because it really makes you think. It's not just, Mm -hmm. oh, throw out the dirtiest or funniest card. You literally have to, and you Uh have a very limited number of words. And mm-hmm. you got to come up with the best way to respond to that prompt with whatever strange <laughs> combination of words you might have. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's hilarious. The one that has just continued to make me cackle was one that our nephew uh, had put. The prompt was explain childbirth. Oh, yes. And the, uh, <laughs> the ransom note that he wrote said genital chaos. <laughs> And it won because it should. Mm-hmm. Indeed, Jack. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. That was so good. <laughs> anyway, so if you're looking for a fun holiday game, I highly recommend. Yes, that is the one. It is great. Mm-hmm. Well, this is our Monday episode. And mm-hmm. I think, Katie, you're going to kick it off with some WTF news. Oh, yes, I am. When Tommy Gray started dating Seneda Soto uh, about a month ago, I think that uh, things must have seemed more normal. Unfortunately, last week she called him on FaceTime and a woman she didn't know answered the FaceTime. Uh Uh-oh. And that's where the trouble started because Mm -hmm. Seneda was not having it. 
In fact, she assumed that that meant that he was cheating on her and humiliating her. And so she sent him another FaceTime that looked something like this. That's right. Uh, That's his couch on fire. It is. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Uh, with a note that said, I sure hope your stuff is okay. <laughs> well, Whoa. his stuff Whoa. was not okay. The house burned to the ground. It's an intergenerational home that uh, was owned by, I believe, his grandparents, then his dad, and now he is a single dad that lives there with his little daughter and has lost everything he owns. Here's the kicker. The woman that answered the FaceTime? Yeah. Yeah, she's a relative. Oh, my God. No Whoa. one's there. No one was cheating on this month old uh, relationship uh, she was a family member that was hanging out with him and his daughter and just happened to answer his phone because he couldn't get to it and what happened this absolute psycho goes crazy and burns his house down holy hell mm -hmm. talk about jumping to conclusions mm -hmm. making assumptions mm -hmm. wow so That's, wow not good not good at all. Uh, as you can imagine, she's in jail for know. burglary and arson. Mm. And I would imagine she stays there because that's pretty bad. That's really scary mm -hmm. to be that reactive. Yikes. Honestly, I think he and his little one are probably lucky they got out of this with their lives. Probably. And can rebuild now. Because uh, clearly this girl is super duper unstable. Yikes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's what's up in Texas. Good Lord. Yeah. Well, let's just say there's a whole lot of crazy going on right now. As isn't there always. Yeah. On that note, I'm going to kick the mic back over to you for our main case. Oh, boy. So this stable genius is Austin Lee Edwards. Austin Lee Edwards is, was 28, and he was a former um, Virginia State Police officer. So last week, um, police responded to a welfare check about 11 o'clock in the morning. This is in Riverside, California. Someone had called and said, this was on Friday, um, that they saw um, a, a young woman who turned out to be a teenage girl, a minor, um, appeared to be in distress while a man was getting her into a red Kia Soul. So police come to see what's going on. Not long after uh, the Welfare check is called in. Firefighters are called because there's a house on fire in the same neighborhood. Oh, my God. In the house, firefighters find three bodies. Bodies uh, are 69-year-old uh, Mark Wynick, his wife, 65-year-old Sherry Wynick, and their daughter, 38-year-old Brooke Wynick. Um, it became apparent to them on the scene that they were actually... Uh, victims of a homicide, and then the house had been set on fire. Wow. Uh, so, in trying to figure out what the hell is going on here, 
police discover that uh, Brooke Wynick has a teenage daughter who also lives there but was missing. Oh, boy. Yeah. So they did um, identify fairly quickly the man that she was seen with getting into the red Kia Soul as Austin Lee Edwards, who hails from Chesterfield, Virginia. Wow. So he came clear from Chesterfield to Riverside? He did. Yes. Ooh. And in looking through social media, police discover that um, Edwards had been catfishing this young teenage girl. Oh. And they believe he traveled across the country. He parked in a neighbor's driveway and went to this girl's house. He, it is alleged that he killed the grandparents and mother and set the house on fire and then took the daughter. Oh, my God. Um, fortunately, she was only gone for about two hours. This all happened very quickly. Um, police uh, found him uh, in San Bernardino uh, County. The, the sheriff's department there found him uh, driving in an unincorporated area called Kelso. This is about at one around 115 on Friday. So she's really only been missing two hours. Thank God. Um, so, you know, as you expect former police officers to behave, not. Mm -hmm. uh, he led them on a chase um, while he's open firing on the police. And this young girl is in the car with him. At one point, he loses control and drives off the road, crashes the car. Um, he gets out of the car, pointing the gun at police and the deputies open fire on him and kill him. <laughs> so the young girl is unharmed, um, physically, yeah. say mentally, uh, no. And she was placed in the custody of social services so they can figure out who, what family she has left and where she should be go, where yeah. she could go, you know, uh, um, cause of death on the Winex has not been released, but they believe that they were dead before the fire was set. The fire, of course, was the forensic countermeasure. I guess, as you would know, a police officer to do. I don't know. This is horrifying and terrifying. Yeah. We don't know a lot about Edwards yet. There's, you know, there will be more come out. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot more to come. One of the mm -hmm. initial reports I read was that uh, police didn't believe this was a kidnapping per se. Oh, uh, bitch, he's 28 and she's a teenager. Yes, it is. Yeah. I, I'm not going to, we're not going there. Yes, it no. is. Yeah. She's a minor. He was a, he was an adult. He just murdered her family. Yeah. Likely in front of her. Yeah. Let's not pretend and then like drug her away anything other than it was. Yeah. Yeah. Like, give me a break. Yep. So apparently um, he had been employed as a Virginia state police trooper. Um, he completed police academy in January of 2022. So he'd only been an officer, not quite a year. He was changing jobs from the Virginia state police to the Washington County, uh, Virginia sheriffs. Um, we don't really know anything more about him historically. If he had problems as an officer reprimands or anything like that, I'm sure a lot of that um, will come out, mm -hmm. but it isn't uh, quite set. You know, it hasn't been quite yet. 
But Washington County, Virginia did hire him um, on November 16th. Huh. And he had just started orientation. So terrifyingly, wow. this guy made it through post, mm-hmm. was hired by the state police, and then was hired by county sheriffs. My God. And also had this propensity. I find that really scary because, as we know, a lot of our police officers do not get anywhere near enough vetting. Mm-hmm. This man definitely did not get enough vetting, you know, um, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying it's their fault or they could have known. But I mean, aren't they supposed to be hiring people that are going to protect and serve? Aren't these the police? Yeah. Uh, uh, also, dude's 28. How do we know he hasn't done this before? Right. We don't. We don't. We also don't know how old uh, the victim is. That hasn't been released. Right. We just know that she's a minor. Um, right. Ter- terrifying, though. If he's catfished one young girl, he's definitely right. catfished other young girls. I mean, let's yeah. get real here. Mm-hmm. You know, he went to not just the trouble of catfishing her, but traveling across the United States. And murdering her whole family. family. Yeah. And then take her. I mean, mm-hmm. he's done this before. Right. That's my thought. There's there's going to be a lot more come out as they dig into his history, I would imagine, into his uh, electronic history. Yeah, I, I think so. And it is a reminder, as always, to be very careful with what our minor children are being exposed to and who they're being exposed to and who they're talking to online. Mm-hmm. And just reminding them, I think, that, hey, just because somebody says this is who they are doesn't mean it is who they are. Right. You know? Well, frankly, not just kids. This stands as a stark reminder to everyone yeah. who's online dating, who's online chatting, that right. just because, yeah, someone says this is who they are doesn't at all mean that it is. Right. Not at at all. all. Yep. No, because he got all of this personal information out of her, you know, including her address. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I don't blame her at all. I, she's a kid. She, how is she to know? Right now. And I'm not blaming anyone but him. Mm-hmm. But it is a, a good reminder that we have to be so careful and, and so vigilant when it comes to this kind of thing. Because, you know, there are psychopaths. You know, I, I've been, I watched a, um, a study of psychopaths recently. It was a multi-episode documentary. Um, and they, the, the, Psychologists and psychiatrists that they interviewed believe that about one in every 100 men is a psychopath. My God. Wow. One in 100. And I got to tell you, I don't find that unusual. I'm not even surprised. Uh, And when you hear stories like this, you're like, yep, there it is. Oh, I think most families can identify one person, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not sure. immediate family, but uh, can identify one person in their family that may mm-hmm. fit the bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which Certainly. is not to say that all psychopaths end up being murderers or terrible people. Some don't. Some manage to wrangle themselves and, you know, don't commit terrible crimes. Um, no, they just and, abuse But some do ways. and seem to have more of a propensity for it than others. Yeah. But this guy made it through a police academy, was hired by two different police agencies, and was this level of psychopath. And they didn't catch it. And that mm-hmm. is 
really scary to me. Really uh, that scary. may also mean that he was damn good at getting through psych evals and interviews and stuff in a way that made him seem super normal. I'm very curious about his history. I want to learn about his history. Just to, mm -hmm. it, cases like this are so important for us to understand and be aware of and learn about because we got to know how, you know, how this guy slipped through the cracks, mm -hmm. you know, and hopefully the police in Virginia will be looking at that heavily. Well, yeah, because that but we helped. all need to be looking at that. How did this guy yeah. slip through? Because they're supposed to be vetted, but. Yeah. Well, and I'm guessing he was, but. To some extent. To some extent. Yeah. Well, it also has to make you wonder who did he know? Mm hmm. Who did he know that knew someone who knew someone that uh, we weren't super right. concerned about who this person is because we know him. Mm -hmm. Or know a family member or something, mm -hmm. which is true. I mean, we hear those, we hear those stories all the time. One thing I found really interesting that they did um, when San Bernardino Sheriff's Department tracked him down is they were um, following him from the air. And this mm -hmm. is just not something that you hear about a lot, but when you do, it makes me go, there are so many more cases that could benefit from stuff like this. Why? Yeah. You know, but they were actually following him by air. So the police knew exactly where he was. Mm -hmm. um, so he was tracked by aircraft until SWAT could get in place and get to him. There it were is a miracle that girl lived through this. Right. Um, they followed him onto Highway 62, and that's where police were able to get in position and get ahead of him and, uh, you know, ultimately end the end the chase. But, yeah. you know, you just think about, like, not every kidnapped child benefits from the police being able to use an airplane to follow mm -hmm. a car. Right. But, you know, the best thing that happened in this whole case is that neighbor saw something and said something. Yep. This is, yep. you know, our see something, say something rule mm -hmm. is, has applied here. And it's what saved her life. I'm sure. Absolutely. Yep. Had they not had a description of him and a description of his car, they would have turned up at that house fire. Yeah. Not having a clue where that young girl had gone. Yep. And now this poor kid's whole family is dead. My God. It's horrifying. I cannot imagine being her. Her life is destroyed. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Awful. Well, but I'm sure we'll keep tracking this one. We will. Hopefully, they re do release more info about him. I, I mean, would imagine the media. Will the case is closed now, but you know, hopefully, they well, do. Well, but the media will go in on it because he was a police officer. Yeah. And it is some, you know, when police officers do things like this, we have got to be paying attention. Yeah. We have so much disaster going on in our police forces with people who have no problem murdering people yeah whether it's on the job or off and you know we have to learn from this and do better yeah. most definitely for sure so we will keep an eye on this and keep you updated uh -huh. in the meantime though katie you have a dna for the win for us yes i do <laughs> This is quite the story. This is Melissa Highsmith and her parents. Melissa was kidnapped when she was a baby mm -hmm. more than 50 years ago when she was a toddler. 
and her parents have never quit looking for her. On August 23rd, 1971, someone who was claiming to be the babysitter showed up at their house and managed to kidnap her. Mm-hmm. And she has been vanished ever since. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these years, her parents have had absolutely no idea what happened to her, but they have continued to look and continued to talk and continued to seek her out. Um, and just recently, a podcast called The Vanished ran a story about Melissa and her family, uh, about the search for Melissa and wondering what in the world ever happened to Melissa. And I think uh, in some part, you know, played a role here, uh, though her parents aren't confirming that. Uh, but their parents had done a 23andMe test and had been, you know, trying to get uh, some sense of what happened to Melissa. They mm-hmm. felt like she was alive. And so this is what they had done. So at some point in September, an anonymous tip came in claiming that Melissa was seen on Daniel Island. Mm. And so her dad and brother went to Daniel Island and started putting out flyers. Well, now the Highsmiths are saying that they have been reunited with Melissa, that they found her. So the details are a little bit murky because they're claiming that it's 23andMe that helped them find her. However, they were putting out flyers on Daniel Island and that is where she was. So, it, mm-hmm. and there are many saying that uh, it really is the podcast, the hit or the vanish that really made the connection. So I, it seems like there's a lot that we don't quite know yet. Mm-hmm. However, here she is. Wow. So she's now in her early fifties and they have managed to locate her. There's quite a bit. We don't know yet about who raised her. If it was the kidnapper. Mm. Um, if that person is still alive, mm-hmm. this is brand, brand, brand new, just broke yesterday. So there's a lot we don't know yet, but mm. they are claiming that it was the DNA test uh, from 23andMe that helped them to put together uh, the pieces and find her. So mm-hmm. we're going to call it a DNA for the win. Sure. Uh, and a win. It's a win no matter what, really. Nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Right. So one more time, I just want to show you, there is the picture of Melissa when she, oh, when she was a baby with mom and dad. Yeah. With the Highsmiths. And now here they are back together again. Wow. Pretty that amazing, amazing story. Yep. Yep. But one thing we do know is that they never gave up hope. They have continued to look. They've continued to search. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have always believed that she was alive out there somewhere. And they were right. Wow. Well, that's amazing. I'm really happy that they were able to reunite with her. Yeah. You know, to think it's been that long ago. That's yeah. unreal that they were able to reunite with her and find her. For sure. So hopefully more details about this case emerge. We'll definitely keep an eye on it. I am very curious to know yeah. who raised her and, you know, exactly what the details are behind uh, them finding her. And, yeah, you know, it's just so new, you know, but mm-hmm. at any rate, a pretty, pretty heartwarming case, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> Some good news in at least that she's reunited with her parents. Yeah. All right. Well, this is our Monday episode. We'll be back, excuse me, with our usuals Tuesday and Wednesday, our live stream Wednesday night for case updates. And for those who subscribe uh, either on Patreon or uh, our 
a part of our membership here on YouTube, we will be back for the Psychic Hour on Thursday as well. So it's we have be one new Patreon out as well, and another yes. one pending today. So we'll have yeah. So if you're a patron, then, day. yep, yep, you'll have both our both our episodes very here here very shortly. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? We are the True Crime Squad. Thanks for being here. Take care. Thank you.